So uh, to any of our loyal listeners who heard the ending of our last episode, Ian and I, when introducing this beautiful camp that we are now already one week immersed in, talked a little bit about the word cosmology. And Ian and his infinite smugness seem to have a pretty confident understanding. Ian, are you Googling this word already? I can see. I'm not. I'm not I'm Googling this word already. I was, actually looking, I was actually looking for the name of the sign, the 13th strine, which is like Ophiphicus. Uh, that's Ophiphicus. Fif- you're supposed to be. It. You're supposed to be listening to me right now, Ian. This is you're Shay's boring. time. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, Ian. Uh, define for me cosmology, you smug motherfucker. Uh, cosmology is like the study of the origins of the universe. Correct, if memory serves me correctly. Because after you shamed me for it, I went back and double checked and was like, "Oops, I was wrong. I just I threw it in there in the moment. It was like a knee jerk word reaction. I was like, here, this word, and uh, it was wrong." <sighs> yeah, you're right. It's not as satisfying for me when you get it right. Well, I mean, while we're here, I can give you the. I looked it up. Um, Ophiuchus. Ophiuchus was the. It's like the thirteenth, a new constellation, and uh, is depicted in the sky as a as an old man holding a big snake and uh, pretending it's his dick. So uh, there, we we didn't. This wasn't a total waste of time for everyone here. That's debatable. All right, let's start the show. <laughs> Everyone and welcome to Camp Reeducation, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, one week into our two-week immersion into the world of astrology, baby. and welcome to Astrology Camp. We're learning all about astrology together. Ian and I were already a week into it. Ian, how has this first week been for you so far? Fuck it. <laughs> nice. That is quite the attitude. <laughs> this shit sucks. It does kind of suck. You know, uh, we, we joked about this a little bit before we started, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be our listeners' least favorite episode. At least maybe your most offensive, which is which is tough considering last week we covered lizard people pedophiles. So n- n- never one to be outdone. We will continue to try to top ourselves uh, <laughs> with our opinions on the stars. Well, you know what? And it, it's crazy because they actually feel somewhat related. It, it feels like we've picked on the conspiracy theory pseudoscience right. And now we're <laughs> picking on the con- at least the pseudoscientific left. And uh, we're drawing the parallels. And I think we're going to upset people on both sides by even uh, doing that at all. You know what this feels like? Uh, This feels like Twitter. uh, After they banned Donald Trump, they were like, oh, God, we have to prove that we're bipartisan. So like, there was this, uh, I I think, leftist podcast called Red Scare. And they like kicked them off Twitter, too. People were like, what the fuck? Why? Like, I don't don't know. Just because they sold T-shirts that um, had the word like Red Scare in like ISIS font spelled with butt plugs or something. So it's just like, I don't know, somehow not equivalent. How, how do you have a butt plug ISIS font? Like, I'm, when, you say, when you say ISIS font, are you talking about Arabic? No, no. Uh, mm, I don't even, yeah, okay. I am talking about Arabic, but uh, I, I, I guess like the way that they wrote it. Well, I guess like the way they wrote it on the flag, like uh, the writing. I should fucking know this. I lived in, in Lebanon. Um, oh, God. But yeah, I mean, like they had uh, like the like Farsi or the Arabic script. Um, in, uh, and it was just like, you know, tied together with butt plugs and it's spelled, I think it's spelled the name of their podcast, but yeah, they got, they got banned. And, uh, Jack Dorsey was like, see, look, it's not just the right. We also banned communist butt plug ISIS podcast. <laughs> well, thank God for those executives at Twitter keeping us all safe. 
<laughs> from tyranny, foreign, and at here at home. Um, <laughs> foreign and domestic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we've done our past week here, um, and I, I think there's no surprise here. We're feeling... I, you know, I'm going to speak for myself, but I think you agree. I feel way more sure of my initial preconceptions. And when I started, how, how are you feeling about it? Um, you know, it's it's funny. Like when we went into this, my my opinion was that horoscopes are harmless and that they're fine. And it was just like whatever. Like I don't I don't believe it personally, but I I do understand the appeal. And I think it's like yeah, it's a fun thing to chit chat about. But after actually like looking into it, it it's I'm uh, that opinion has kind of been turned on its head. I don't necessarily think that it's like a harmless fun thing. I I, I think it's like psychically, like significantly psychically detrimental to the populace at large. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think originally our plan was to dive into the dogma of astrology and learn all about our astrological signs, learn about our, you know, our sun signs, our star signs, get our charts read. And I did some of that. I got our, the CoStar app. And just for fun for you today, Ian, I thought it would be a treat for everyone and the listeners at home just to talk a little bit about how you and I are going to interact today for our episode. So this is a quote straight from our co-star from our compatibility sign. And this is what it tells me. It says, Shay, you need space and freedom to be yourself. And at Ari Owens 88 is measured and accurate and careful. <laughs> You're no, I'm not. What the fuck are they talking about? I literally just said ISIS butt plug font. You're able to be tender with each other. Tell them that you want to understand why they feel the feelings they feel. Experiment with each other's worst tastes. Uh, <laughs> uh, done and done. <laughs> well, you know what? Right. They got one of these right. And the one that they got right was uh, tell them that you want to understand why they feel the things they feel. Because I do, you know, that's why we're here today. That's exactly why they're here. I want to know what you think about this because I've, it's been a crazy week for me. Well, I'm going to read mine too. And we're going to dive into this like a little bit later, this idea that like you can just kind of spew some vague bullshit and people will be like, yeah, I could see that being me. So mine is uh, today you feel torn between serving others and serving yourself. It, this part's underlined, I guess, for some reason. It's good to take time for yourself if that's what you need. Uh, so according to my horoscope, Shay, uh, we're actually going to be ending the podcast here. I mm. am done. I've worked uh, hard enough. And I think, you know, what, the 15, 20 minutes that we're going to give the listeners is, is good enough for them. Just make sure you're not doing that thing where you dwell on things you can't change and then start to believe that you can't have what you want. I don't do that. I'm very, uh, I have a huge ego. Anything I want is mine. Uh, figuring out how to be true to yourself is the most terrifying and thrilling thing you can do. My dudes today are fresh air, extra snack, and water bottles. So it, 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 does this thing think I'm in kindergarten? I have no idea, Ian. It's hilarious to me that I read to you our compatibility, and you're like, yeah, that's cool. Let's talk just about me, and then you just read your own day's horoscope. Where's the compatibility thing on you, here? You, I haven't haven't even looked I, th oh. you haven't looked that up yet at all? I think I have. I look at your com our compatibility every single day. Are you even my friend, Ian? Oh, compatibility. Okay, here we go. Today, uh, you feel safe and secure when the details of you. And Shay likes to keep the emotional pot boiling. Look at you boiling that emotional <laughs> pot, you fucking <laughs> <c> <laughs> All right. You're able to be tender with each other. That's what mine says. Yep. Oh, tell them, tell them you want to understand. What the fuck? It's the same one. It's the same one, which kind of makes sense. But it also like, do they not curate it for it? I mean, if we're, I mean, we're both close. Actually, we're not both Tauruses or anything either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. For compatibility, it just says sex and aggression. And then there's a smiley face next to it. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that part. <laughs> I, I actually happen to quite like that part. <laughs> 
But um, so yeah. So anyway, as you can tell, uh, as you can tell, listeners at home, we're definitely still the skeptics. Um, but so this week we've taken our traditional approach of just doing a lot of the same kind of research we always do. Um, and it's led us to some interesting places. So we're super excited to tell you where we've ended up this past week so far. But just in the, in the spirit of things, and just so you know, we're not totally copying out next week, we do plan to, to really dive in. We've already talked to some amazing expert astrologers who are going to show us the ropes and maybe do some readings or, you know, whatever they're going to do. Who, who fucking knows? I don't know how you guys work. But um, before we get into all of that, we have our ignorance in a bottle, as per usual. Uh, this was us a long time ago. We actually recorded this way more in advance than we had ever done before. Maybe two months? Maybe two months at least, yeah. So this yeah. is us a while ago. Yeah, so I guess without any further ado, here's past Ian and Shay with uh, everyone's favorite segment, Dumb Dumb Blow Blow, Bottle Ignorance Fun Time. It's actually just called Ignorance in a Bottle. Thanks, Ian, for that. Let me be myself, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to be tender to you. Let me let me do what CoStar says. Whatever. All right. Start start this segment. <laughs> Ignorance in a bottle. Ignorance in a bottle. In a bottle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ignorance in a Bottle, an ignorance time capsule where we lay bare biases and preconceptions long before our immersion to showcase exactly how dumb we sound before consulting the almighty internet. Because after all, we're only this ignorant once. I'm here too. It's me. It's Shay. It's past Shay. Ian, how are you doing? All right. It's so I have been dying to just get ignoranter and ignoranter. And, uh, you know, astrology is again, like, it's one of those things where, you know, knee jerk. I, I kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Don't talk to me about it. Okay. The stars and the shapes and the future. It's, it's all there. Um, so I was thinking about the origin of astrology and I know that like a lot of the constellations that we know, wasn't that essentially like, uh, the uh, here my initial you know con understanding is that wasn't that a system developed by the Greeks to navigate and I don't know at what point like the personality part came into it like I met like you know they're like okay here's the scorpion uh, we're going the right direction um, by the way you're stubborn like when did <laughs> that start I don't I have no idea I know that uh, famous astrologers. Ast I'm sorry, famous astronomers would also dabble in astronomy for like British royalty. I'm, I'm forgetting exactly which famous astronomer I'm thinking of, but I knew it was like basically like the astronomers only fans, what they would do to make a little bit of cash on the side, something they weren't exactly, they weren't proud of from an academic perspective, but something that they would do. But I don't know, man, I feel like every culture, every society worldwide has had some fascination with the stars, obviously. I think like early civilizations, but I have no idea where in the West we're just like, oh, that's that's why you suck at math. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, Mercury. Yeah, I don't know when that's... I'm interested to learn that moving forward because just you know, when, at what point where we're like, uh, you know, oh, actually, and you know, not only is uh, North, South, East, and West up there, but yeah, your future is there too. And uh, it doesn't look great. So it's, uh, so you're number I one. I don't know. I don't know. I know, I know that it was originally a, a navigation thing. And, okay. and at some point it, it, uh, sprawled into something else. I, I thought about this and I, I want to be a little bit more loud with my ignorance for this just to see, just to really mark a change if there is one in this camp from exactly mm. how I really truly feel. Like if I, if I were mm. talking to you off, 
off mic, you know, where I didn't have to worry about what other people were going to think about what I was going to say. I think go I would, large, go big. I'm going to go, go big. Or go home. I'm going to go big, and then I might go home. Um, I think it's uh, it's a pseudoscience, 100% of the way. I think there's absolutely no scientific aspect to this that has en- that stands up to any rigor uh, at all. I think there's no predictive ability for it. I think any time that a claim has ever been made within the framework of astrology, it's been debunked. And so I think very strongly that it's just all bullshit. So I was going to say that's a long, that's a very roundabout way of saying that's bullshit. But uh, I love it. I love that you kind of softened the blow for any uh, astrology fans out there who probably won't take this lightly at all. Oh, they probably um, won't. I wrote, I just, just to make it real brief, I wrote, it's pseudoscience. No, the longer the longer woman's better. We got a lot of time to fill for sponsors here on Camp Reeducation. So I mean, you know, we 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 got to fill the silence somehow. Mm. I I don't know why I would hedge and be like, well, I don't know, Shay, because I'm just doing that to spare people's feelings. No, it is pseudoscience. It is bullshit. Um, for me, you know, I, what I think it is too is I think it's a really interesting way to to trick people into action. You know what I mean? Because it's mm. it's just like, you know, oh shit, uh, cancer. Uh, the moon is doing that thing where it fucking like grinds on Venus. <laughs> like, oh snap, Scorpio, the moon is wet tonight. You better uh, put together that puzzle that's on the kitchen table. So it's it's tricking them into any action, not like a specific any, action, well, just I mean, to like, do you, something. Yeah, usually it's like, you know, it's uh, so um, this is going to be my number two and I'm just going to dive into it right now. Let's so I believe that it's all just the Barnum effect. Shay, are you familiar with the Barnum effect? This is something I actually knew going into a camp and I was very excited to ho- hold it over you. Oh, well, you know what? I'll, you're you're going to get this one, Ian. I have no idea. My ignorance is truly on full display. You may. Well, you know what? You may have actually heard of it by go by its other name. And the Barnum and so Bailey when I say effect. may have heard of it. I mean, yeah. When I say the other name, you're going to be like, oh, that. Okay. Um. So the Barnum effect. I'm just going to read this here for anybody who's listening. So the Barnum effect, comma, also called the four effect, comma, or less commonly, the Barnum four effect is a common psychological phenomenon whereby individuals give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality that supposedly are tailored specifically to them, yet which are in fact vague and general enough to apply to a wide range of people. Hmm, that's awesome. I love knowing that there's a name for this. But no, I, I did not know it before, so you win that one. And apparently, so here's another uh, cool fun fact. Apparently the Barnum effect, its name comes from, you know, when Barnum Bailey, the circus would come into town, they would have fortune tellers and they would be like, you have a family member. And they'd be like, oh, oh, how did you know that? That's amazing. Like you have at least a mother. Like, Oh my God. You know what's funny? I wonder if I have heard about this. Because Did you hear me saying Barnum and Bailey effect earlier? No, wait, what? Fuck you! No, I'm not even joking. When you said Barnum, we'll, we'll we'll go back and we'll listen to it, and then future Ian can come in and give me some pats on the back. <laughs> but no, I was saying Barnum and Bailey. I'm just like, oh, the Barnum and Bailey effect. So I, I'm gonna give myself half credit for that <laughs> retroactively. <laughs> I knew you would. Sorry. I knew you were gonna be like, Sorry. Oh, I love how you took it even farther, and it wasn't just like, oh, I had heard of that, but I love that you were like, oh no, I said that earlier. You must have overheard me talking about that. <laughs> oh no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying <laughs> while you were saying the Barnum effect, I said the Barnum Bailey effect. <laughs> anyway oh no but yeah that's that's where um so yeah I, I think i think that that's mostly what astrology is as for why i think that's a thing i don't know like you know what but i'm gonna hold off on that this is something i may uh let ian let future ian tackle i want you to say your other one so i think either 
people don't know exactly how they feel about astrology with regards to how true they really believe it is. Um, or they're ashamed to admit their belief. And the reason I think that is because I, when, I, when I press people about astrology, a lot of times what I hear them say is, I don't think it's true, but it's fun to think about. And there's some cognitive dissonance in there that I think is pretty easily resolved if you just throw it all out. But for some reason, they're holding on to it. And they're like, no, this is kind of true, but also it doesn't hold up to this, this idea of science and this framework of life that I hold on to of science. And so they struggle with it uh, seemingly endlessly. Okay, so I have, I, I feel like I kind of have an answer to what they mean when they say, oh, it's kind of true. And I haven't really ever had to articulate it, but I'm going to try to do that now. Can Love I it. Can I make this attempt? Yes, uh, let's put on a little drum roll. Oh, you know what? No, let's, let's find a, a nice, like, smooth jazz. For, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Wow, That's that the one. is smooth. That's the one. It's almost too smooth. Yes, me. Cork it, Staley, and go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, when people say, you know what, it, it, it is funny because I do think that people would agree that it's bullshit. But when they say that it's true, I think what they're referring to is the fact that I don't think a lot of us are very good at articulating, you know, our personality traits or like aspects about ourselves. I think we come up short a lot of the time. And one of the, I, I think maybe one of the most appealing things about astrology and horoscopes and all this stuff is that it does give you a vocabulary to use to describe the way that you might be. So, I mean, yeah, not only is it going to be specific to you, but it's nice to at least have a description of yourself in your back pocket that you don't necessarily have to do the work to come up with for yourself. So I think it's a relief for a lot of people to be like, oh, okay, like, yeah, this does sound like me because I mean, uh, you know, if I read you my horoscope, you could probably be like, wow, that is spot on. I am like that because I think it only covers a fragment of the, the way you are as a person. And that's why I think, you know, the bottom effect, it would apply to almost anybody. Right. Um, so I think it's, I think it's nice for people to have that vocabulary handy. I think it's nice for them to be, you know, they like feeling like they understand themselves. And I think that's what they find uh, nice or great or good or enjoyable about horoscopes. So let me, just to make sure I understand you. So are you saying that Basically, they have any framework at all from which to judge their own personality. And that's why it feels maybe like a like a mental shortcut for examining the self. I think that's a, a nice way to put it, too. And I also think that Americans like, you know, I don't know if Americans have an aversion to therapy. I, I, I don't mm. know. But um, I do think that most people could probably benefit from some therapy, some psychology. And oh, everyone. <laughs> I mean, more or less. I'm not. Know? I'm not being facetious. I'm being oh, okay, serious. Yeah. Yes, everyone should do therapy. That's I think, right. <laughs> so. I think. I think. I, I, I think that. Um, and this goes back to like Freud and his ideas of uh, ideology. And you know, th there's a root to all of our trauma. And rather than retrace the root to uh, you know whatever is that traumatizes us into being the way that we are, you know, developing all of our awful coping mechanisms, it's nice to kind of have that instead and be like, oh, like this is why I'm like this. Because I think most people would rather just be like, okay, like this is a nice little easy explanation than like, you know, um, lying down on a couch work. with yeah. uh, Dr. Penrod and him being like, all right, so let's talk about uh, that. Um, ooh, <laughs> gotta go ahead and skip over. The okay. Oh, yeah. We're gonna we'll beep that. We're gonna too. beep that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so, Ian, uh, I love that we discovered that we can beat. That's <laughs> just so fun for us. I'm just like, I was going to, you know, I was going to say, let's go, let, let's talk again about that with hands. <laughs> oh, God.
Oh, yeah. I'm glad we can beep that, too. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I assume we're just cutting that part out. Oh, and I want to leave that with a beep. Anyway, and this all this part. The expository needs to stay. So, um, I was I was also going to make a joke about how you named your psychiatrist, your, like... Uh, I'm assuming hypothetical psychologist Penrod. No, that was my real therapist in elementary, middle, and high I was school. Say, what a phallic name! Penrod. Oh my god, that wasn't escaped on me. Not until well, it was until years <laughs> later, and then it really uh, the point really got dro- driven home. Uh, pun intended. <laughs> you know it, baby. All right. So, do you have you have your third one, right? Okay. Uh, I'm actually I am a victim of astrology. I think we all are. But <laughs> what, what do you mean? I, I absolutely, like 100% used to subscribe to its tenets. I, wow. I really dug it when I was in high school. I was like, this is awesome. Not the future stuff, not like, oh, you're, tomorrow you better not take that test. You better, you better <laughs> pretend to be sick and stay home. It's, I, I would love if there was like an astrology for high schoolers. Like, oh, pop <laughs> quiz today in English class. Better, better go to the bathroom and get high again. I'm pretty sure all astrology is for high schoolers. <laughs> Shots fired. All right. <laughs> so, no, you know what's so funny is uh, when I was in high school, I don't know why, but like I was in, um, you know how high school relationships are. You're like, you're together with that person because you love them, even if you're not necessarily like a great match. Mm-hmm. So it's like I and my high school girlfriend were just like complete opposites. And I turned to astrology for hints and tips to like how to save the relationship. And astrology was very clear that we should just like break up. Like the universe was just like, break up. You should break up. You guys, Gemini's and Scorpio's, bad, bad match. Break mm. up. The universe wants you to. And I'd be like, fuck you, universe. Nothing's going to stop our love. Well, it seems like they got one thing right, at least. But, it, <laughs> but that's, I guess, like the problem Maybe, is that, hey, what? Hey, we got one for the universe, all right? We're already in the negatives. Well, I feel like the, like if you were to say to anyone, hey, you should break up with your partner, eventually that relationship's <laughs> going to end for some reason. Maybe, you know, the death of one or both people. But like you could say, oh, if you had broken up, eventually maybe you wouldn't have died that way. You know, I feel like, I feel like that could work with billboards, too. Like if I just put enough billboards around Boston, like, hey, you guys should break up. Like somebody's going to see that. Enough people are going to see that on their drive to work and be like, I guess, I guess I should. Yeah. I mean, eventually it might be true for any couple, regardless of circumstance, you know, with, with enough time. Yeah. But no, this is uh, so yeah. Like the personality trait uh, aspect of astrology was definitely something I subscribed to. And I don't know if I necessarily believed that hundred percent either, but I just really enjoyed it. And again, it was like one of those things where like, I am a lot like this. She's a lot like this too. I guess it makes sense. And I do mm. think it's one of those things like there's an effect for this. I can't remember the name of it, but like you start to hear enough things about yourself, you're going to start to believe them. Mm. Wasn't well, that kind of like the Bader-Meinhof effect as well and confirmation bias and all these things? Like, it's, I, I think there's like a specific name for that. I can't remember. I'm sure we'll find it out. God, what an what a awful section of the podcast. We're just like, hey, like, uh, listen to us guess stuff. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're just here to, to laugh at us. This so. is called the who me effect. Who, who, who me? Who I guess me? I am like that. <laughs> Okay, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, so I have a final one, Ian, and then, then, then people can finally get rid of these obnoxious passport versions of us. It's, it's us. Um, so I think we are doing yet another immersion into something that is primarily appreciated and adopted into like womanhood and being female or feminine or lady dumb, <laughs> you, you know? Uh, and and I'm, I'm hesitant about... Uh, again, I feel like we did this with makeup. We did this with reality TV. We did this with something else, right? Didn't we just do this recently with something? I don't know. K-pop. K-pop, right, which hasn't... Hasn't uh, come out yet, but oh, yeah. Uh, maybe it has tuned. for them, yeah. Um, so, 
And I just keep feeling like we, 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 we get involved with these things, which makes sense because we're trying to challenge our preconceptions and our biases. But then, yeah. I, then but our biases come from a place inherently of gender. And then there's always that like fucking, uh, I don't know, bad thing that could happen. Are you a gardener now? I haven't seen this much hedging since I lived in River Oaks Plantation. <laughs> I like that. That was good. Um, but no, uh, you're right. I am hedging. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to call astrology pseudoscience until I remember that a lot of women, women seem to like it more. And then I'm like, all right, uh, I'll just, t- I'll just take my seat back there again and just uh, oh, put this, uh, put this belt in my mouth while, uh, while you guys flay me. So, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I think. It's just another thing that that women seem to like more than men. So that wait, your third thing is is about the the audience, not about the thing itself. My third thing is about who likes the thing. Yeah, that's that's typically what an audience is. Okay, then yes, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> then I was answering your question in other words. <laughs> um, interesting. You know what? I'm I'm debating whether or not to allow it. I think we should confer with the Camprey Education judges. Hold on here, just a moment. You are about to enter the courtroom of Judge Judith Scheindlin. The people are real. The cases are real. Ian, don't bother Judge Judy. You heard the man. Those cases are real. Mm, all right, all right. I'll allow it, I'll allow it. Only because we don't have much time and we're supposed to keep this segment short, okay? Yeah, so let's go play the I Win music again. Our favorite. Here we go. Hey, that's racist, Ian. Only I can do that. <laughs> My people. You're right. I'm sorry. I, for, I, for, I forgot that uh, I'm not allowed to imitate Nicaraguans anymore. That's Swedish. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, all right. really? Yes. All right. We're getting out of here. Why do you speak in Nicaragua? Uh, all right. <laughs> Truly ignorance in a bottle for everyone. <laughs> all right. Well, let's just end this here. I think the, the sponsor is knocking at our door. They're begging for us to finally give them an opportunity to sell whatever it is they're selling this time. Go ahead and listen to them and then, you know, listen to future Ian and Shay with whatever they're the stuff they're going to teach you about this that we didn't know, yada, yada, yada. Today's episode brought to you by Free Will. Free Will. You're only thinking about it because we brought it up. Not so free now, are you, you fucking Free Will. Your life sucks, and it's all your fault. Thanks, sponsor. Just a reminder to the listeners that we can only continue to be a financially viable podcast if you guys buy sponsors products. So, I mean, um, just, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. That might make a really great Valentine's Day gift, maybe a nice Martin Luther King Day present. Um, Who's to say? Uh, All we know is that you should buy it, buy it for yourself, buy it for your loved ones, buy it. Just consume. Never stop consuming. So, Shay, uh, this past week, as we had mentioned earlier, was uh, quite turbulent emotionally, as many of these things are, because um, cognitive dissonance is, uh, it's just never a fun thing. It's, never it's fun. not, that's the thing with it. It's it, that it's not fun. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, we've got uh, some captain's logs here. We've got a lot to talk about. And um, we're going to start with mine, which is great because uh, I've got a lot to say here. And then after I'm done saying it, we're going to talk about it. So, without further ado, here's more me. It's me, Ian, and I am back with more hot takes. 
So I was really trying to think outside the box uh, about the appeal of horoscopes. And I was thinking just like, it's, it's very obvious why people like them. The appeal of horoscopes, I think as we've discussed them, is that it makes elusive, vaporous conceptions of the self concrete by putting them into words. And I 100% understand the appeal of this as it's almost like it's a relief to feel understood and be described like finally being diagnosed with a mysterious illness when you've been sick for a long time. But the downside to this is that definitions, by definition, have boundaries. And when something veers into another ideological territory, by definition, it must become something else. And so ironically, by describing the way you are, you're also, in a way, placing restrictions on who you are and what you are as anything that veers outside of that definition contradicts and creates dissonance. And so psychologically, since we've evolved to crush dissonance rather than learn to live with it, the dark side of the pleasure of being known is like, is the Pygmalion effect. It's the self-fulfilling prophecy where like you make excuses for your worst behaviors and, and instincts and, and uh, habits and, and behaviors. And, and you talk yourself out of certain ideas and ways of being because those aren't your strengths or whatever, or, or those play to your weaknesses. It's, it, it's like thinking all your life that you've wanted to be brave and then you find out that through your horoscope that you actually have to be sneaky. So like determinism is such a weird thing to yearn for too, especially, especially in a, in a free market economy where, where certain personality types and traits are literally more valuable than others financially, like objectively. So it's just, it's a weird thing to me to abdicate responsibility in this way to, to destiny or fate. So we, you talk about a lot of interesting things in here. Um, a, a couple of them. So the, the way the way I see this. Let me guess. You're gonna you're gonna disagree with some of my points. You know, even better. You know, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> and you alluded uh, to the Pygmalion effect, but you didn't totally define it. You kind of just talked about it. So why don't you, for the <sighs> listeners, just explain to us exactly and precisely what is the Pygmalion effect? So the Pygmalion effect, uh, of course, is named after Pygmalion, um, the sculptor who fell, who sculpted a statue and then like fell in love with his statue. And, and of course, it came to life. Uh, there's another name for the Pygmalion effect who is named after the psychologist that came that developed a theory that um, if you tell someone something, um, they will uh, start to believe that thing and act accordingly. Like if you tell somebody that they're brave, they'll, they'll start to act brave. Or if you tell somebody that someone else is, is uh, extremely intelligent, they'll like revere them and, and, and treat them as such. Or if someone is like, uh, uh, you know, extremely like racist or, or fucked up, they'll be, you know, they'll treat them with like that level of contempt. So it, it's essentially the idea like you plant the idea and then act accordingly around the idea as opposed to like finding uh, the, like objectively finding out for yourself. Yeah, that, that's close enough. No, that's really fascinating. And it's funny because th both of these effects, or I guess like this effect leads to the self-fulfilling prophecy. And, yeah. you know, when I was talking to my girlfriend all week about this and just kind of picking her brain as well. And that was one thing that she kept pointing out to me is like a lot of these beliefs operate among self-fulfilling prophecies. Which, yeah. is, which is super fascinating. And I guess that does somehow tie into the determinism that you were mentioning 
before, but I, I guess, you know, and we talked about this a little before, like, is it deterministic? Like, is astrology somehow at odds with free will? And I, I mean, and I don't know, I guess like also even like, is free will everything or nothing? I think 100%. I think by definition, astrology is at odds with free will. It's giving you uh, a, a ba- like confines to act within. And it's like that that little like tricky linguistic workaround is the idea that like, oh, like you have free will, but you have free will within like a system. But that's like, mm. that's also true of, of capitalism, right? So it's just like it, it, we're applying uh, like a, a free market framework to the fucking universe, right? Where it's like, here is your confines. You can act freely within these confines finds like here are the borders that you can make decisions within and i think and this is like a philosophical idea we've touched on before the idea that like free we actually hate free will like we it's it's too terrifying it's too daunting it's free will ironically is almost oppressive it's more oppressive than like you can do one of 10 things as opposed to like you can do a million things like we'd prefer the the limited option and it's weird because even in this podcast, we talk about free will all the time. Like, uh, well, maybe we don't. You know, it's funny. I feel like in the background, we're always talking about free will. <laughs> and, uh, for the, you know, fun fact for the listener at home, oftentimes we'll, when we're editing and we're listening, we'll stop it before we get to one of our comments and we'll be like, oh, you know, I really wanted to say this or, oh, I just thought of this and we'll think of an idea. And then as we continue playing, we realize, oh, we've already said this before. And we realize, you know, the same triggers are leading to the exact same results. And like, then we jokingly ask like, well, is there even free will then? And I don't know. I don't. Do you believe in free? I mean, I know we're getting like already super off off base, but like, do you believe think, in it? But I think I think it's related. Like, yeah. can you believe in astrology and then also believe in free will? And, what um, do you and think? I think the answer is no. And I think if you mm. tell yourself yes, you're lying to yourself because, like I said, like by definition, astrology goes against free will. It is saying that like there are forces in the universe that have determined by your birth, which is you know natal astrology, um, what kind of person you are. Um, And like I mentioned in the captain's log, I I think it's like uh, it it becomes the the self-fulfilling prophecy where it's just like if you admire certain traits and then you find out from your astrological sign that like, oh, I'm this way, maybe you'll talk yourself out of things. And it depends on like how how much you believe in it. And I'm not talking necessarily about like the the part time or maybe people who just like enjoy astrology casually but i guess i'm I'm talking about like true believers of of the um mystic pro like the pseudoscience i was looking for another word but like that's what it is it's a fucking pseudoscience no it absolutely is you know what's so funny is uh like the the first research i did into this at all was obviously checking wikipedia and like the very first thing i think is when on wikipedia is astrology is a pseudoscience which i think a lot of believers in in astrology take as an attack um, which is interesting to me because I think those same people, and and I'm I'm proje- I'm not projecting necessarily, but I don't know what people would say about this or what m- maybe what most people would say, but like the same people who might feel offended by calling it a pseudoscience might then also justify that some things are beyond science and that not everything has to be limited by the framework of science. And I don't know. And then I start wondering, like, okay, well then, can you believe in astrology and also believe in vaccines or global warming? Because like yeah. all of a sudden now you're picking and choosing your science. And that seems like the argument we have against, you know, I guess I'm saying we as like liberal progressives, we have against the right, you know, and like that's, I don't know, it just feels like pick your pseudoscience. Like it's a, (laughs) it's a choose your pseudoscience adventure game, you know? Yeah, it's like, you can't like, I don't understand the idea that like you can believe in science with the exception of, it's like, well, I believe in science, but I also believe in some magic. It's like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, well, and it's just one. like, and you know, too, uh, even for the people that uh, don't use it for the the um, seer, what is, what is it called? Like seer saying or something like seer, being a seer, like looking into the future, like the people right. that are just like, oh, I just like thinking about the personality aspects. Um, I, 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 it's so funny that like, I, I, I think thinking, and I thought about this just now, the idea that like the desire to fucking define ourselves, like the, the importance of defining yourselves, I think is uh, a side effect of living in such a hyper individualistic society. And I, I think like we're all guilty of maybe having like a myopic worldview where maybe the most interesting thing to talk about is like what kind of person you are as opposed to what's going on in the world and like what kind of fucking manager you want to be. It's just like, well, what do you want to, what do you want to do? Like what, what kind of person, person are you? And I'm going to base that on like what you want to accomplish or achieve as opposed to just like your, uh, your, uh, I, I don't know, understanding of like what's going on in the world. So yeah. And it's at odds almost with this, very limiting idea of astrology of putting things in 12 boxes for your sun sign and then a separate set of boxes for this. It's like, oh, how like you want to be individualistic in your expression of a very refined and limited option of personality types. And, you know, it's weird because I don't think you don't identify with your sign, do you? I identify with my sign in the way that we all identify with with any any sign. I, I think there's almost like a an affection for it based on uh, growing up with based it based on like our, our cultural relationship with with horoscopes and like the way we treat them as like like a fun little thing to talk about and, and I I wonder if maybe this thing that we thought was cute and harmless maybe actually isn't and it's it's like detrimental because I do feel like people have um, taken maybe taken it maybe a little too seriously like when during friendship camp we were asked several times what our fucking signs were and I'm just like. Why are you asking me? Like, why does it matter? This yeah, isn't real. Like, just talk to me. I'm right here in front of you. It's it's weird too because I also know that it, like if someone brings up like, oh, what's your sign? And I'm like, why do you? If I turn that on them and I'm like, why are you talking about this? Like, let it go. This is fucking stupid. It's it's this is bad. I'm like a party pooper. Like they're right. like, this guy's a fucking asshole. I'm like, you literally just tried to put me within the confines of the date of my birth. Like you are fucking imparting like cosmic uh structuralism onto me as an individual and like me saying don't do that i'm a fucking dickhead now yes and that's actually so that was, i had a captain's log about this because it was so frustrating to me that we as a society are objectively and generally against stereotyping people in every aspect except for this one so i'll just go ahead and let you hear what i was saying as i was trying to work my way through this idea Hey, Ian, it's me, Shay, day something, who cares? Anyway, I'm just sitting here in bed thinking about everything I've learned so far in this first week, and I'm coming up against this wall when it comes to the idea of stereotypes. And from what I understand so far, it seems that astrology is all about putting things into boxes. And this this core idea of I don't know you, but I believe things about you. And it seems like this is this is an ideology, like a philosophy, whatever you want to call it. It's a belief system. Astrology, I mean, is a belief system that is held by a lot of progressives and liberals. And it doesn't seem like this would exist in any other realm except for birthdays, which seems so strange, or I guess like birthdays and birth times and birthplaces. But other times when you talk about someone's birthplace, it's 
uh, and you make stereotypes about it, it can be really offensive. For instance, like, oh, this Italian stereotype. You know, I, I feel like the point is made without me going diving into it. But you you can't make stereotypes any other in any other facet of society now. But somehow it's okay for right now. And I wonder is this something that's sustainable? Like is is, is it just cute and harmless right now? And is there potentially a you know a dystopian future in which there's actual real world discrimination based off of these pseudo scientific tropes of astrology? I, I love this. Uh, I love the idea for this like movie um, that I just I, I don't know why, like a bunch of people like living in the forest and like beheading people because Mercury's in retrograde or something. <laughs> and they're like, you know, the, st- the stars have spoken. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I don't think that there's like any real risk of oppression right now for people of a certain sign than there is for like a lot of other groups and I, I do feel like that's worth clarifying is like I understand that stereotypes are offensive because of historic oppression and that they you know a lot of times those pick at those old wounds. So I don't I don't want to be careless in saying this, but I also want it to be clear that just because there hasn't been that yet doesn't mean that this doesn't or might not contribute to a lazy type of thinking that increases the ability or the tendency for people to stereotype other people based off of limited data. It's basically saying, I don't know you, but I believe something about you, which I think yeah. is a harmful idea. Um, I, I think so too. Not, not only is it harmful, but it's fucking annoying. And you know what I'm thinking about too? But you know what I'm thinking about too? Honestly, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this idea, like what I just mentioned, and, and I feel like you're kind of getting closer to, uh, is this idea that like, if you were to tell people that like, this belief is stupid, let it go. Like, why do you think they would be so reluctant to what they perceive to be this power to like put people in boxes? And maybe that's, maybe I just answered my own question. Maybe to them, it's like they, it, it helps them feel powerful to to uh, essentially walk into a room and be able to be like i know everything i need to know about every single person here as soon as i find out your date of birth (laughs) well i don't think beliefs are this thing that you can turn on and off i think you know like like our own beliefs too like i mean we we hold a lot of our beliefs because of our upbringing and the situations that lot brought us to where we are right now and i think similarly people who believe in astrology have a lot of evidence from their perspective that justifies and solidifies their system of believing so it's if you go up to someone and say like it's so weird that you believe in the jewish god like that seems really strange to me they're not going to be like you know what thank you for pointing that out i'm going to turn off that switch now i no longer believe in jewish god yeah sure yahweh whatever you want to call it <laughs> you know we're not we're not on a first name basis myself <laughs> <laughs> well no it's interesting i've actually had this uh, this was a thought that i was wrestling with a lot this week this idea that like you know if i tell people you know like, dude this is dumb like astrology is dumb I, you know they i feel like that's an argument that they, they they keep in their back pocket well it's just like you know like would you walk up to a christian and be like god is dumb like actually yeah i do that all the time you should you should see me with my family yeah well you might say with your family and i would say it with my family or friends or whatever but i wouldn't say to a stranger at a party i wouldn't like or you know like especially 
other religions that have also been persecuted, they've been persecuted for a set of beliefs that they hold. That I, again, like as an atheist or as a Satanist, whatever, like I think all religious beliefs are pretty stupid. And like, I, you know, like I hold that belief, but would I go up to someone and just say like, oh, by the way, everything you believe, I think that that makes you dumb. Or not necessarily that makes you dumb, but I believe all those beliefs themselves are dumb. And I don't know why you hold them. It's funny that you mentioned this thing about religion, because sometimes I, I don't even... <laughs> And you know, actually, strike that. Not even sometimes. I, I think like the main appeal of religion isn't necessarily the, the set of beliefs, but it's the the sense of community. It's like it's the it's the ritual. It, it, it's the like the the actual praxis that like attracts people to it and and makes people feel attached to it. It, it becomes like a, a, a core tenant in their identity. And um, I've got a captain's log about this idea of like structure and ritual in horoscopes that I think is maybe the most appealing thing beyond just like the fucking cosmic um, moon mind that they share. me it's star child uh i was uh i was just thinking about astrology and i was like I was like you know I, I could really use some hot takes for the podcast and like i was just manifesting dude and uh check out what the uh, what the universe brought to me um just kidding it was me i did it by myself <laughs> so one thing that um i don't think we've really talked about yet is this idea of of ritual uh whether it be like sitting down to chart the stars and, and find meaning in them or, or sitting down even in the morning to, to have a cup of coffee and read your horoscope um you, you know it seems like this has become like a, a more popular thing maybe it's one of those what, what is it like the Honda, the green honda effect or something where once you start to look for it you can't stop seeing it um because i've seen people having like rituals and, and stuff on like stories and i'm seeing it on instagram and like random articles here and there on just online in general and like on my Twitter feed. Um, but like, you know, people really taking uh, heed of what the universe is saying to them, manifesting. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with this idea of ritual. So, I mean, like if we think of it as like younger people really starting to hype this up, but I mean, hell, e even older people, I don't know. I think with the diminishing importance of like traditionalist community institutions that provided meaning and direction in the past like church family um fuck me maybe unions uh, i think people are turning to new or new agey institutions to supplant what's been lost there um and uh, specifically, too, I think people are turning to these belief systems to, like, reestablish ritual in their life, which, uh, I mean, understood anthropologically is important because it does think, like, rituals do things uh, modern society, like, structured the way it is, does not do. Um, and, and that's to deem events meaningful. It's to mark the passage of time, which is something that, like, we knowingly or unknowingly I think fucking ache for in the era of 24-hour news and, and constant fucking, uh, you know, apps and information and, and scrolling and, and just, uh, like, vigilance and alertness, um, where there is just so much fucking information all the time, it just starts to feel like a fucking Twitter feed that only refreshes and never fucking ends. So it's like, I, I, I you know, I, I think beyond the meaning thing, I think ritual is also an important part of why we're seeing astrology like resurface in popularity or this like resurgence in popularity in it.
So, go figure. I'm going to challenge this idea right off the bat. Shocked. Uh, I'm, I'm, shocked, I'm absolutely right? shocked. Really. So, um, what specific rituals are you referring to? So, I mean, when I talk about um, astrology, I'm not uh, strictly, t I'm not talking about just astrology, but I'm talking about this like weird resurgence of like, you know, uh, witchy vibes and like witchcraft and fucking uh, like Wicca. Like when we were doing demon summoning camp, there were all of these when we really started diving into this, it was like, well, okay, like this has actually become really popular. Um, and I think that that belief and astrology are like extremely interlinked. Uh, and it's like, oh, there's a full moon on this night. This is also happening. This is a great time to make this ritual. Like now is the time to like manifest. And it's a way of thinking where it's like, okay, this thing is happening in the universe it's significant saturn and jupiter are lining up this is a this is a big deal this is an event in uh like a, a period of time in history where like we just never turn off we never stop with the exception of um i mean like the the few remaining rituals that i think people really give any credence to is like christmas eve and thanksgiving you know um, and I mean, even this year, like I didn't, I didn't go home for Thanksgiving. I didn't go home for Christmas. So it's like, I didn't, I didn't have any of those like moments of, to give pause. It was just like more work, more going, going, going. So it's like, as we continue to be more plugged in as like, we continue to work longer and longer hours and get more and more or like removed from, from family, like have less kids. I think that's the appeal of these types of thinking that like provide you an opportunity to be like, this thing is happening. Take a minute and, you know, manifest whatever that might mean to any individual person. Does that make sense? And I think you're right, though, that people are begging for meaning and connection in this like increasingly divided world. And I mean, from a, a recent Pew article that we were looking at earlier, it, it shows that everyone from 18 to 64, basically about 64 to 66 percent of the population believes in something new agey. And that, whether that's that uh, there's psychics or reincarnation or astrology, yeah. like I do think that you're seeing like this, like connection to this, this universal, like celestial kind of spirit energy. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like does like I get it. Um, but I don't know. And I feel like it also leads this way to um, like a lot of grifters and stuff like yeah. the, like the, the psychic industry is a two billion dollar industry. And, right. <laughs> so absurd. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not as big as makeup, but it's it's, you know, it's huge. It's fucking massive. And it doesn't seem hard then or like strange then that you have Instagram accounts that are totally dedicated to astrology memes mm. that have millions of followers. Yeah. Like um, last night I looked up at two. One of them had um, one of them had one million. Another one that was like not not any different than the memes that you and I are making that uh, that you're seeing that have 4.4 million views. That's insane. It's insane. That's fucking crazy. And it's like, it, it just feels like such a fucking classic American grift, right? Like uh, of the great snake oil tradition in terms of like fortune tellers and necromancers and fucking ghost tours. And I'm thinking of like Salem, Massachusetts, even like right up the road where they're like, hey, come look at the spot where we used to burn women alive. Um, and, and just this idea that like we're so fucking starved for meaning and direction, like we're, we're packaging meaning and direction as a commodity, like we're literally fucking selling it. And it's just like, yeah, like for $50, um, I'll read your fortune. And, you know, I, right. I, I saw this statistic that I thought was really interesting and in that like in 2017, like the number of people searching for this stuff on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, like jumped exponentially, which I think coincided with 
like the election of Donald Trump, because I read that people who are like emotionally vulnerable uh, are, are more inclined to believe in horoscopes. And I think that like the election of Donald Trump was uh, like culturally and socially traumatizing for so many people. And it's like, I honestly think that if we think about it this way, is it almost like abusive in a way? Like, I feel like it's taking advantage of people. Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's rife with opportunity to take advantage of people. I think that you have all of these like weird, I don't, I don't know, like new agey cult type things. Like even, even when you're doing research for QAnon, we start looking into cults. Like you see people who are like doing professional development cults, like spirituality cults. And it, it just really feels like belief in the astrological is just one step away from belief or like one step away from being a victim of one of these cults because and and again being like a victim of a cult does not mean that you're stupid or dumb or whatever it means that you're vulnerable for other reasons that we all occasionally become vulnerable with and like i i kind of want to call out one person in specific and it was it's fucking strange and i know i know we're going to talk about this soon in our next captain's log but there was this article by this woman diane collins and she she basically she wrote this article in the Huffington Post about politicians and astrology. But then I looked into her website and stuff and she has this series called Quantum Thinking. And uh, it's like this whole idea of her thing where she's like using vaguely like scientific ideas to push these new agey astrological ideas like together. And it's just basically like selling bullshit to people. And like she sells seminars and books and yada, yada. And it's, it's just another fucking grifter. Like there's hundreds of these people who are just capitalizing on the fact that tons of people now are more vulnerable and more susceptible to all, like, I guess like alternative um, realities. It seems like the same exact thing as fake news, right? Like you can be QAnon, you can be astrological, you can have your fake news. Like it's all different. Like it's all different um, expressions of the same it's, problem. It's the same. It's the same argument I made last week during QAnon camp. This idea that like you know the vulnerable, isolated communities find themselves on these fucking forums, and then it's like okay, like now I there's a direction here. There's purpose here. So I think it's like the same sort of fucking. Uh, package deal. It's like the same. It's like the same sort of thinking, but in, in just like a, a different type of belief, a different structure of beliefs. And uh, you know, it's so funny. Like instead of calling it when you when you package it up and sell it, I think it steps away from this. I I think we've moved beyond pseudoscience, and I think it starts becoming like fetish science. Like it really is just mm. like this this fucking. Um, perversion of the the fucking universe and, and like science and, and uh, the cosmos and into um, a fucking I, I don't know big conscious cloud of dust that like cares about what you're gonna eat for breakfast. It was a really hard thing for me to buy into this week, and I, I really struggled. I know that's like the entire intention of our podcast. I'm giving it a go, but I'm really struggling here. Um, and you know, I, I uh, I'll just play for you guys a little clip of me going through the motions of that struggle uh, a little bit earlier this week. day four. Uh, I'm just waking up to some some hot coffee and some bagels and I've just been thinking about uh, astrology and I'm having a really tough time just fitting my disbelief with this camp specifically and I'm trying to figure out why. Like I, I anytime my research leads me to like okay well like what is it like what are like maybe like positive aspects or benefits like I'm sensing so much resistance and I just want to keep 
fortifying the arguments that I already have and the beliefs I already have. And I don't understand why it's this way with astrology when we just did demon summoning, you know, a couple months ago, and that wasn't any real issue for me. Like for some reason, I was so happy to jump on that uh, on board with that and suspending my disbelief was a lot easier. And the answer that I'm coming up with is that I think demon summoning was a really fringe fringe practice you know so it's not like this big mainstream uh ideology so there was no real danger in like being like all right fine i'll do it but i'm really struggling to see the difference here between like i guess like a third a third of people believe somewhat in astrology in the united states and that's like actually kind of alarming to me that so many people believe in something that is like de facto pseudoscience you know and i, and I wonder what the implication is for scientists who might believe in this pseudoscience, you know, science researchers, journalists, politicians, who all believe in something that is actually not real. And so it's the politician point specifically that I think scares me the most. And, you know, we, you and I already talked about this, that famously, Nancy Reagan had a, uh, an astrologer in the White House who famously dictated basically all of Ronald Reagan's personal appearances. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah, you had made the the. Uh, it's funny you had made the parallel to um. It was like that was our modern Rasputin. Um, and uh, like this is a thing that was especially so fucking alarming because like we as a country pride ourselves so fucking much as like you know oh we're the world leader. But right. it's important to note that you know uh, Park Geun Hye, who was the uh, former president of South Korea, was literally fucking impeached for taking advice from her personal mystic, her personal astrologer. Like when Koreans found out about it, they were like, get the fuck out of here, you crazy piece of shit. And we're over here like, look, literally, there are literally fucking articles in like mainstream publications, Huffington Post, Cosmopolitan, calling for, recommending that we have an astrologer in the White House. And you uh, found an article that was particularly disturbing where they asked, do you care about a politician's star sign? And mm. 81% of the people who responded to that answered yes. And to me, that just reads as nihilism. Like at right. that point, you're just throwing thought away and you're just like, it's it's completely out of my hands. Fate is, you know, the the driver of history, of politics, of of policy, of of life in general. There's no point. Let the stars decide. If, like, who, what's, what's the fucking, what astrological sign should even be president? Like, <laughs> what, fuck, talk, tell me. Yeah, it's, it's fucking terrifying, man. Like this, honestly, like this is the thing that, that rattles me more than anything. This is where I think that pseudoscientific belief has real world consequences when we're asking politicians to be informed by mystics where yeah. no science based, no evidence based, nothing based in anything rational. It's someone's personal feelings. It's not falsifiable. They can't prove their sources. They're, they, they're basically like a, a divinators. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm going with it. You know, yeah. they, they're basically like um, cosmic magnets of whateverness. And then they funnel that out. I'm using so many metaphors. <laughs> they, they funnel that out to whoever their, their client is supposed to be. And obviously I imagine that the fucking White House astrologer got paid a ton of fucking money for Probably. like peddling pe peddling bullshit and then it had so many real world consequences for us constituents especially me like an atheist constituent like that's like what the fuck is that like you're an 
imposing your religious beliefs then on me. And like, I, you know, I don't care that much about that. I mean, I, but I do care about it as a society that we're operating in, in effectively like a theocrat, like a mystocratic society. Like, I what love the that term. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I hope that's a thing. If it's not, you heard it here first. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, and it's so funny. It goes back to that fucking idea that I mentioned earlier, like the, the, um, that I'm trying out now, like fetish science, because it really, at this point, it's just a bunch of like, and it goes back to the fucking grifter thing. Like at this point, it's like now a, an army of grifters vying for like a fucking cabinet position or something like that. Like they want right. a wing of just like there's the fucking, um, oh shit. What's the science wing of the white house called or the fucking, um, well, I'm an idiot. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, just like, like the fucking EPA or something like that, like sure. the Environmental Protection Agency. What are they going to have? Like the Astrological Fucking Future Agency, like the AFA or something like that. Like, oh my where god, is it? I don't, I don't necessarily think that that's going to happen. But like. Uh, it might. I mean, that's what these articles are literally calling for. Yes. It's, a, it's, it's so fucking alarming to see that. And then to see people like, well, I mean, you know, uh, astrology can, I don't like this voice that I'm fucking doing. Like this is offensive even to me, but the people out there saying like, well, like, I mean, you know, astrology can believe the future. Like there are astrologers who like predicted all the things Donald Trump would do. There was a fucking historical basis for everything Donald Trump would do. Literally people were saying that uh, it was predicted that Donald Trump wouldn't commit to a peaceful transition of power. All of 2019 when Donald Trump was asked if he would commit to that he went i don't know i guess we'll have to see next question like you do you need to fucking turn to the stars to know that this guy was going to do some shady bullshit yeah so you might say that there were astrologers who predicted this yeah well there was political strategists who were predicting the exact same political thing it's not like they, yeah. yeah they weren't doing this in a vacuum like we were all kind of saying this you know like i remember you and i had this <laughs> well, conversation I mean, and, and it leads to something we were talking about last week as well that we talked about um during q on camp what was it apophenia seeing apophenia. like seeing meaningful connections where there are something you can go through every single of like quote unquote major event even minor event in in history like dating back till fucking ancient history to bc and you could there is never a time when the uh, planets and stars are not doing something in the sky so it's too easy to make a fucking connection when there's no fucking causation like literally at any point in history you can look at something and be like well jupiter was here jupiter's always going to be fucking somewhere right i guess like the issue and like i mean to talk about just like the pseudoscientific aspect of it th there's there's never been a proposed mechanism for how any of this works it's no one has ever said well it's because of gravity like i mean i feel like uh, people have this intuitive idea that maybe there's like a gravitational connection between someone a human's like a random fleshy animal they're a specific part of their brain control in control of personality mm -hmm. and an astrological celestial body moving over there but not necessarily the gravity of the person right next to me or uh you know of like the earth or like the rock below where you're standing that all obviously all has gravitational influence on you so there's never been any kind of like mechanistic description of it and of course if there was then it would be immediately disproved which is why i think that it never is brought up and there's you know what i mean and anytime there has been a claim made about some astrological quality that is said to be like well we believe it's this it's been disproven scientifically which is why it's considered a pseudoscience well it's even like a, a, a what was i going to say like a, a problem of statistics as well like the whole mystical belief of like oh more murders are committed during a full moon yeah more murders are committed because it's brighter out so there's more people outside during a full moon like that was what the causation was not the fucking mm. the the alluring pull of the mysterious moon so it's just I don't, I don't know. It's it's this was the part that disturbed me the most. Same. This this like idea that people are giving credence to 
astrological signs so much that they would literally let a politician's like natal astrological sign sway them. And I know that the the problem that uh, the eighty one percent that we read in that article is its own issue because the people most likely to click on that article are probably the people most likely There's to believe in bias. astrology. Yeah. Just the idea that that many people who even believe in that give credence to that in their politics it shows that we are fucking sliding off the fucking rails like cognitively logically in in this fucking country maybe even around the world who fucking knows right it's like the elusive or mystical swing voter if they're like okay well donald trump is a gemini or a taurus or something i'm pretty sure he's a gemini <laughs> you know, if it's like, well, oh, I really get along with Gemini's actually. And I, I don't know, Joe Biden, he's like a whatever, like a Libra or something. It's like, eh, I don't know about this. Actually, I think maybe I'll just vote for Trump. Like, I don't think that that's happening that often. But if that happens at all, that's a failure of society. And I know these are some really strong ideas. Um, and I, I think we could probably beat this to death. I think we're going to take a breath. We're going to let the sponsor come in, rub our backs, put on some lotion, and we're just going to let the cooling sounds of sponsor's voice heal us from what has been such a A heated thing. (laughs) A heated thing that's not pleasurable and it's bad. Take it away, sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode was brought to you by the bones of the whale actor that played Free Willy. We bet you forgot about 1993's Free Willy until we brought it up. Well, he's in whale hell now. So, Free Willy, the whale actor that was only free in death. Thank you so much for the kind people at Company um, for sponsoring our podcast with uh, product. Um, if you're not sure, if you're on the fence about whether or not to buy that, um, uh, ask your horoscope. It'll tell you what to do. Um, <laughs> all right. So now is the time that we've, uh, had a chance to like take a breath and, and calm down a little bit. Um, I do know we want to talk about this idea that, that concerned us pretty gravely. Um, and that's the issue of like sex and gender and sexism. And, uh, there's, there's no getting around the fact that, uh, you know, according to research and, and I'm skeptical about this and we talked about that a little bit, um, that women are more likely than men to believe in horoscopes and the idea that like I'm ranting and raving like a fucking census lunatic that, that I'm, I'm basically cognitive dissonance Ben Shapiro, which is deeply upsetting to me. And we talked about this in Ignorance in a Bottle. It's a hard nut to crack. And as two guys, we are uniquely positioned to fuck this up more than anyone else. So, <laughs> Agreed. So, so, but I don't know. I mean, what, what do you say to this? It's like, there, it is a gendered issue, but in the same way that women are more likely to believe in new age beliefs than men are, I think that we all have our own ways, our own different types of pseudoscientific beliefs that we mentioned before. And just because women believe in this one more doesn't mean it's not somehow still bullshit. I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel like, yes, it's a gendered issue and the criticism of it could sway into a sexist area, which is something obviously we want to avoid. But I don't think that that gives it the free pass to continue being a pseudoscientific practice held by a lot of people, including politicians, journalists and science writers. Especially to the point where it has the potential to affect the way people vote. That, that's, yeah. ter- that's fucking terrifying. Like that's yeah. that's. I have no words for it. Like it, it literally just, it's it dumbfounds me. Like the, like reading that article was actually maybe the most alarming and that article being the one about um, politicians and their, and their star signs and it mattering. But that was, I think the most alarming thing 
about this entire experience this week. And that was what drove me to become like an, an advocate against horoscopes. Whereas, and, and, you know, going into this again, like my opinion was like, yeah, horoscopes are fine. I don't believe in it, but they're fun. I, I no longer think they're fun. Now I think they're fucking terrifying. Right. You know, and I, I remember uh, a couple of years ago, I made, when Facebook was still relevant, I made a, a Facebook post that said something along the lines of, um, astrology is bullshit and your belief in it is why fake news exists. I think I said it was something along that lines. And do you still, the, um, really quick, do you, do you still hold that belief? Like, do you think that that is like a fair uh, correlation? I believe it's so much more now. And in fact, <laughs> the the dogmatic cult-like response to it that I got, well, which which makes sense. When you attack someone's beliefs, like it's very personal. You know, like yeah. if someone attacked my beliefs, like I would probably react to it pretty strongly as well. Well, it's probably because like, you said your, if you just said astrology is bullshit and the belief in it, you know, if you've made it more passive, but you were like, I, you, I'm talking to you. Maybe you're right. I still think I would have gotten a lot of like heated <laughs> responses and I got a lot more than I expected. Like that post blew up in a way that I was, I was genuinely shocked. And it was a lot of women who responded and like, especially calling it sexist. And like, I don't know, how do you, how do you believe that that's bullshit, that QAnon's bullshit, that anything that's not scientific is bullshit and not make it sexist if a large group of people that hold this belief belongs to a certain gender identity, then you're, it's, a, it's this weird rope to walk. I think that when we talk about it not being scientifically viable, like uh, there, there's two things like at, at play here. And the first is the idea of the, the pseudoscience, that its foundation is rooted in science. The, it's rooted in astronomy, like the um, position of the stars and the planets. So that lends it an authority that I think people feel like comfortable saying, no, this is actually, you know, scientifically founded. And the other one too, is this idea of like the problem of falsifiability and, and like how that's its own issue and things like that. And like why there's still proponents of psychoanalysis, even though psychoanalysis has been proven uh, supposedly to be ineffective, like people still believe in it. There are still psychoanalysts that like swear by the talking here, even though, you know, I, I think it was like Popper that was like, no, this doesn't work. This is bullshit. So, so I, I think in the um, through the lens of like natal astrology, the idea of like personality, how do you falsify personality? And there's the idea of the Barnum effect when it was written by that psychologist, uh, uh, Bertram, who basically, you know, in, in the article, the fallacy of personal validation, a classroom demonstration of vulnerability. Um, he, you know, presented to 30 students uh, a, a personality profile and they were all like, this describes me. And he was like, psych, uh, everyone got the same one. You're all suckers. But at the same time, it's like there are so many characteristics and feelings and emotions and, and beliefs inherent in all of us. Like the uh, presenting like a vague profile doesn't not describe you. It just doesn't make it like demonstrably who you are. Like that's just, that's, that's a part of you in the way that, uh, uh, you know, um, fear, bravery, uh, fucking uh, ambition, um, hesitation are, are present in all of us at any given time. So it, it's like, I think that's the, the issue that people take when you say that this is bullshit, because I mean, there is a kernel of truth in, in all of it in a way. Just to touch on the idea of the pseudoscience and that there's like science rooted in it. I've, I've heard that argument a couple times recently this past week. Yeah. And saying that astrology is somewhat scientific because it's rooted in astronomy is like saying chakras hold water because they're related to anatomy. It's like just because you can point to a part in the body and say that's relevant and in this way doesn't make it scientific. I mean, it's arbitrary. And just because enough people believe something arbitrary doesn't make it scientific, doesn't make it real. 
you know, my, my dad and I, you know, I, I very rarely quote my dad, but my dad, it's like almost like a family saying for us. And it's just because a hundred thousand people are wrong doesn't make it right. And the, the underlying idea is obviously you can be the one whistleblower, so to speak, about a belief and still be right. Just because, you know, 81% of Cosmo readers think that pol- that astrology is important in politics doesn't mean it is or doesn't mean that it should be. You know what I mean? That it's like something we have. So I don't know. I, I take issue with this. And I know I know this entire episode has basically been us an attack, an, an attack, attack on astrology. On, on astrology. Yeah, it was like a calculated attack. We took all of our notes and like honestly, and I'll be I'll be honest, like this week I I had such a fucking hard time buying into it at all. And so I think our plan for next week is to to really break down that wall. I'm going to my plan at least is to like take a step back. Any any critical idea about astrology that I encounter, I'm going to I'm, I'm going to not acknowledge it. I'm only going to try and find things that support the belief. And I'm going to try as hard as I fucking can to believe it. I don't know if that's even like a vibe. Like, I think everyone at home is probably like, you can't do that. You can't just choose to believe something. And maybe you're fucking right. But I mean, that's the same go for anybody that chose to believe in astrology. Like, why (sighs) wouldn't it work the opposite way? You know, because I think you can use and this is an idea from like the book Sapiens. The only thing that can destroy an idea is a bigger idea. Mm. And the only thing that can destroy this small, limited idea of astrology is this giant idea of the scientific method. And that's the idea that I think can beat astrology. And I guess what will have to happen, according to this framework, is I'll have to find evidence that is bigger than the scientific method. To, to give myself this new belief. I'm, I'm really curious now about this idea of the falsifiability of, of like natal astrology. Um, like this, this, I feel like this is calling to me a little bit because uh, again, like why do people dig their heels in on this? You know, like why, why do they feel so resolutely that like it's it, an accurate description of, of who they are as people um, and why they subscribe to this fucking idea of, of personhood and personality. Um, I do know that we're also going to be trying to figure out like how it works. I think we're going to try to, you know, what, what does each planet mean and like, what does its position mean, uh, with regards to our lives, the present and the future? Yeah, absolutely. Our goal next week is just how does this work? How does astrology work according to the astrologers? And I think the plan is for us to be writing horoscopes every day. And so you lucky listeners at home, definitely make sure to follow us on Instagram so you can keep track of all that stuff. We've also made some hilarious memes about astrology. Feel free to like them and share them to everyone because they're pretty fucking good. Um, Other than that, uh, Ian, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, You know what? No, not really. I think I'm done. Maybe an apology for being such an asshole, but... um... Otherwise, I think I'm good. But, ooh, ooh, wait a minute. Hold on, Shay. Ooh, what, what's this I hear? Is that this week's featured artist, Ari Lux, for their song Alive? Time between today and tomorrow. No one to offer a present or past. One is here and is happening. The understand that impossible to
this week's episode. To hear the Captain's Logs in their entirety, become a monthly supporter and join our Patreon, where you'll get those and tons of other fun goodies. Here at Camp, we love supporting music and the people who make it. If you want your music featured on Camp Re-Education, then please go to our website to learn more. Stay tuned next week for the exciting conclusion of Astrology Camp, where we talk to some amazing experts who teach us all the ins and outs about the world out there. Next week! On Camp Re-Education? So Ian, what's all of this I'm seeing on CoStar that today my best friend will betray me in the deepest way possible? Yeah, Shay, for the last time, I'm not your best friend. What? No, I love you! <laughs>